When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? Hope you guys are doing well. This is Gio Garcia from LA Soccer Hub. Two days after the most anticipated match against LAFC, LA Galaxy took place at Dignity Hill Sports Park. It had everything. It had the drama, the emotion, controversial calls. Depending on what side you were sitting on, you might have felt robbed or you might have felt justified by some of the refs' calls. So let me. we're going to get deep right into it. Uh, let me introduce my guests here. We've we got a full panel. We're going to talk a full hour. Obviously, you know, both LA teams talked about it. We got JP Marcus once again. We got Alec, Alex Ruiz from uh, Total Galaxy. We got Andy Diosa from Yahoo. Uh, I'm going to go to you first, JP. How you doing, man? I've been better. I've been better after this weekend. But, you know, going, we're still first, so can't really complain too much. Can't complain. Uh, Alex, how are you doing, my man? I, I, I have to imagine you feel great. Yeah, it was a crazy game, great atmosphere game, controversial. I didn't even know what was going on half of the t- half of the time while watching the game. Um, really fun to watch, man. So I enjoyed it. Just what a game. What a game. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Uh Andy, how how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. It was it was fun, like like Alex said, finally, uh, after what we got last year where the game was a little boring at Dignity Health Sports Park. This one made up for it in many different ways. So it was a good time to be out there Saturday. Yeah, it definitely was. Look, if it, um if you if you were there, you it, it had all the excitement. The good thing, you know, what I what I will say, one of the first things that I noticed was the, the added security. There was a lot of added security. Um, wherever you went, there were sheriffs all over the place. You know, you felt really secure. I don't think anything out of the uh, unordinary was what happened there. Everybody seemed like everybody behaved. All the fans. Um, you know, I didn't see any fights or anything like that. I saw, I saw a lot of. I think that the teams, uh, you know, uh, pre pre game or prior to this, you know, the unity message that they sent out went pretty well. Uh, how did you see that, JP? Uh, you know about the message and everything. I think the message was good. It was clear. Um, you know, it's just a game at the end of the day, um, and it should never, you know, result in violence, um, regardless who you support. I wasn't able to go, but um, from what I saw, you know, the thirty two fifty two was was loud and packed, and and you know, it was good that there was enough security to not let anything chaotic, you know, happen. Yeah. Uh, Alex, how did you say? Because I know you were at the stadium. Yeah. I mean, I think it was about time that the security at Dignity Health Sports Park kind of did this because it seems kind of obvious to not allow like LAFC fans or like supporters, you know, walk in the area above Victoria Block. It just makes sense, like on a logical standpoint. I don't know why it took so long for them to implement this. And overall, it was a smart idea. I mean, you see it in rivalries across Europe where, you know, parts of the stadium are cut off, you know, for fans of a certain team or whatsoever. So it kind of had that already atmosphere of like the animosity with the teams. But, you know, luckily it didn't, there wasn't any, I guess, very violent incidents. I think a few people did get kicked out, but there wasn't anything like severe or people, you know, throwing fists at one each other or whatever it may be. So um, security did well on their part for this game. Yeah, shout out to security, shout out to the teams. Andy, uh, what, what were your thoughts? Uh, you know, we were there, it was very crowded as El Trafico games always like that. Uh, what'd you think of the security of the game? Yeah, I got there super early just to kind of see how it was outside and things like that. Um, and yeah, I agree. I think logistically, it was a long time coming for them to kind of 
barricade off that area behind the Victoria block. I mean, if you're an LAFC fan, why are you back there anyway, besides trying to either look for your seats naively or start trouble? So I think that that was smart. And then I think just in the in the stands, there were added security as well. I never understood why the Galaxy made that the supporter section, the away supporter section, being so close to like the Galaxy uh, supporter section. But I think, you know, security did a good job. I, I know I have I actually have a friend that's a security guard at the stadium. And she was telling me she was in um, she was in the section where they were chatting when LAFC fans were coming in. She's like the amount of uh, smoke, like things that smoke bombs or whatever that they had to confiscate. And obviously there was still a lot when LAFC put the black smoke up after after they scored the goal. But um, all in all, I think, you know, for the things that have happened in this rivalry from an audience standpoint, I think it was pretty well handled. Yeah, no, I would say, and I think I'd applaud both teams and both fan bases uh, for, you know, respectfully, uh, you know, treating each other the way as we all expect here. Um, but yeah, let, let's talk about the game, man. Uh, it, it was, it was, uh, it was exciting for me. I was very excited, obviously, to see that Chicharito versus Vela. Uh, you know, obviously, you had Brian Rodriguez, you know, Grant Sir, and all these special players. Um, you know, from the moment it started, it took off. I think, you know, I saw this afterwards, the little banter between Carlos Vela and Chicharito with the, you know, as soon as they're walking in the line and then the coin toss, you know, with Chicharito, uh, you know, just like uh, screaming or, you know, like at Carlos Vela and all that. I thought that was cool. And I think that's that's something that we wanted to see them go at it. Right. We've known that they've been really good friends. But once you see them uh, go at it and be rivals, I, I really I really liked that and enjoy that. Um when the game first started, um, things look everything looked solid for LAFC. You know, they got they got the first opportunity. I think within a minute they got a shot on goal, but then uh, Brian Rodriguez goes down. JP, what, what were your thoughts once once Brian Rodriguez went down? You know, it's concerning. You know, it's he's been having a good season thus far. Um, he's really committed to the team compared to seasons past. Um, and I, you know, he he's shown up. He showed up in you know a Lasso Trafico. Um, in Bank of California Stadium. So, you know, it's kind of a game where where he he finds his groove. Um, you know, you saw what it meant to him when he came off. Um, and it was, I guess, Dolo's real true test to see how he was going to deal with adversity this early on in the game. Because like you said, LAFC had two chances in the first minute and a half. Um, and then ultimately, you know, he decides to go with Tajiri Shradi over Chicho, which is, you know, to some fans, a bit controversial or a bit, you know, head scratching. Um, but I think what I think, it, you know, ultimately the injury set off the team on the unfocused a bit. Um, but you know, losing a DP for any team is, is going to be costly. Yeah, it looked like it was, a, it was definitely a non contact injury. I'm assuming it was either a hamstring or something like that. Uh, yeah, no, I was surprised, uh, that Chicho didn't come in because he's been start. I think he started the last game. We've seen him, Mahala. Uh, Chicho and Vela, but it seemed like they, they they had a game plan and they wanted a winger and they wanted to play Carlos Vela the false nine. Um, but yeah, I was surprised. Any, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to you. What did you think of seeing Ismael come in over Chicho? You know, it's funny. I actually was so convinced that it was Chicho that I had tweeted out that Chicho was gonna replace Rodriguez because the play happened kind of in front of you know where the press box area is, and I saw immediately because Rodrigo was trying to get past the defender and I saw immediately he grabbed his leg but I thought it was like out of frustration at first when I saw the instant grab and then when I saw him go down I was like okay but Chicho at that point jumped up and was already you know getting through going through the motions as well as uh, Tajori Shadi and then you know uh, obviously Ismail comes in um for Sharanda Lowe probably made sense to try to keep the shape of the game so early on to, to not make anything um a drastic change but it goes to the point that we've been talking about the fact that Chicho's not a starter on this team right now is is, is alarming 
uh, for many different ways. But um, I thought for from my standpoint, I didn't think Shroudy had a bad game. I mean, I think it's a tough situation to get into, especially, you know, being a Trafico, he hasn't been a consistent starter either. And is also, you know, coming back into, into form. But I thought for, for the most part, he was pretty decent um, in, in that game for, for LAFC. So it, it's, it's not, it's, it's weird. It's such a weird dynamic because you could say, you know, they could mix up the top three, whatever, which way. And, and Mahala obviously got the start and we've talked about it here. He doesn't deserve not to get the starts the way he's been playing. But I think a game of that magnitude, um, a player like Chicho probably, to me, unbiasedly would have been a little more, I think, up for the situation. And, you know, we saw when he came on the field what he did. So, uh, yeah, it was tough. Tough to see B-Rod go down. Hopefully it's not uh, anything major. We'll find out more this week. But, yeah, it's a tough way to start that game. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. Um, you know, uh, I, I would say the same thing. I don't think Ishmael had had necessarily a bad game. But I think Chicho, we've seen what Chicho has done in LAFC Jersey, right? And I think... I really do believe it might have been the game plan of having two wingers and Carlos Vela play the false number nine. That's the only thing I, I, I can uh, assume. Um, but that happened in the 11th minute. In the 13th minute, two minutes after that, Chich- I mean, Chicharito scores the goal, the header from Grand Sur. Um, let, let's go ahead and play that. Vasquez, Grossier once again. Cuts in, hooks it in. Chicharito got there and bounces in. Chicharito puts the galaxy in front as we see uh, obviously Ali Galaxy Chicharito there uh celebrating Alex I'm gonna you uh like I said two minutes right after Brian Rodriguez comes off uh, Chicharito scores a beautiful pass from Grenzer, who, who had an amazing game. What, what were your thoughts when that happened? Perfect timing, to be honest, because the way LFC started this game, they were on the front foot immediately. I think already in the first like 50 minutes, they got a shot off to test Jonathan Bond already. So it felt early on like it was going to be one of those games where LFC were going to put the pressure on the Galaxy and it was going to be hard to play out the back because that was really the big problem for the Galaxy all game is they were so horrible from playing out of the back. They could not move the ball into the middle or final third of the pitch by playing out with Jonathan Bond. I think everybody in the back line really struggled uh, distributing the ball. But, you know, Grancier put a perfect cross because not only did it loft over the center backs of LAFC, but it put Max Crepo in no man's land, basically. He didn't attempt to play the ball. And at the same time, he had a pedal back to protect the goal. And Chicharito, you know, just heads it down on the floor to get the bounce on it. And it was just a spectacular goal overall. Grancier really has been so good lately. Against Portland, he was amazing. We saw that great cross he did to Chicharito for their first goal in the game. And then here again, he had two assists, but this one I think was the best one. Just the way he just lofts it over so simply from a wide position. That's what Chicharito needs to succeed with the LA Galaxy. That's how he's going to win the golden boot. That's how he's going to get this Galaxy team to the playoffs. So right now, Grancier looks like an almost undroppable player on the team. Yeah, no, I tell you, I mean, Grant Turk, he got the start over Cabral. I think that was that was one of the one. Uh, that was a great move by uh, you know Greg Vanny. I know I think that might have been a, a tough decision to, to sit down your your DP, but the type of game Grant Sir had that assist, it, it was just it was just amazing to see him. Um, there was also I think there was also another play where he tracked back, but he put the ball right on the money. That's where that's where Chicharito scores. You know, we haven't seen him score a header this year, but he he got a header right there. But the one thing I, I was so surprised, um, maybe maybe it was a cross, but Max Max Trapo was maybe caught off a little bit. But it, I think just the angle of the ball. What do you think of uh, uh, Max Trapo's uh, uh, 
angle there, JP? You know, I think uh, Alex said, I think Maxine puts himself in no man's land. Um, you know, he debate, he was questioning whether to go out um, or stay on his line. And I think he should have chose either or um, he just gets caught in the middle. And, and that's enough of an angle for, for Chicharito to header it in. You know, if there's one thing you're not supposed to let Chicharito do is that it's be alone in the in the small in the small box um, and header it in. But, you know, it's Ryan Hollingstead who doesn't pressure. And then it's Mamadou Fall who who's loose on on the on that man marking right there. Um and, you know, it just kind of goes to show how LAFC have gone in this trend of being sloppy and, and unfocused for the first 15, 20 minutes of, of you know, the games this, this far this season. Um, and you can't do that in a, in a setting like this with Mel Trafico because, you know, two goals got in in the first, what, 20, 15, 15 20 minutes, you know, and then LAFC couldn't get back into it. Yeah, no, it's tough. We got a comment from Tony. Anthony, he says, Grand Sir is doing what we paid Cabral to do. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Andy, what are, what are your thoughts on that uh, and the type of game and the type of assist uh, Grant Sir had? I've been beating his drums since last year, so I'm happy that this is this is the type of game that he had because Kevin Cabral just hasn't shown enough. And once again, the 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 physical nature of what Grant Sir brings to games, the energy he has, I think he just is a, a more of an intense player. Now, to, to Cabral's benefit, I think when he came on, he came on pretty well as well, but that's that's the thing we talk about. Sometimes players come off the bench a little more motivated. I think the start was perfect for Grant Sir. Uh, I, I can't wait for Costa to be fully fit and see him start with Grant Sir in that lineup. But I think that he was up for it. Um, he, he took his chances. He was energetic going forward. And I think even more so defensively, uh, he had a few a few moments that that were pretty big as well. So I think it was great. I'm glad that Vanny started him. I, I'll say it over and over. He's a better player than Kevin Cabral, just in, in all ways to me. And I think that um, it was it was a perfect moment for him. And the same thing like you said, I mean, you have to look at that goal too. Obviously, Max doesn't put himself in the best position, but I've, once again, talking about things in the past, I've, I've, I've beaten the drum of, of the LAFC center backs and, and Chicharito just creeping through like that in that moment is, you know, inexcusable. I see uh, Galaxy guy in the comments and, and I, I did the previous show with him and I, and I told him, I was like, the center backs is going to be what what's going to be LAFC's weakness in this game. I, I think that you realize how much they miss Eddie Segura, uh, somebody that's a leader, somebody that's vocal. And I just think, you know, Mama Dufal has been great, and he came on has been such a good player, but he's a young kid, and these games are are tough. They're not just regular games. And we've also seen this season, more, more so than not, it's very emotional. You know, the game that he was getting in the push and shoving matchups with LAFC and things like that, like he's an emotional player. And I think that he kind of just got lost in judgment and that first goal. And, and I mean, who if you're going to let somebody creep into the box, it can't be Chicharito out of all players. I mean, there's not many people in the league that that you have to uh, that that you know their prowess that way. So um, it was it was just a great play from Grand Star. I think it was a beautiful ball to to begin with. He had the space, and I think that uh, he had a great game, like you guys mentioned. Yeah, no, I, shout out to Grand Star on that. Uh, Oscar uh, brings up a comment. He's like, please talk, please talk about the missed calls. The, the oh, missed calls. Oh. <laughs> Nothing wrong. Here we go. No, hey, look, we got we got to talk about – I want to talk about this. I think the first one that I, I – um, I think Carlos Vela's um, first – what first, uh, first goal that was disallowed, we'll, we'll go ahead and play that one first because uh, that one was a little uh, – I don't know. Let's see as they qualified for the World Cup this November. And Acosta drives this one right in. It's a goal. It's Carlos Vela. It's 1-1. Now the flag does come up. 
typically go with the call on the field, and it's going to be offside. So clearly they view that there was enough, that Vela was just enough. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. This is... Uh... This is why they pay us the big bucks, right, guys? Game of so let, let, let's discuss because um, I I think if, out of all the calls, this to me is not an offsides. And let me let me pull this up. I don't. I, I think don't... this one right here was the most 50-50 one, like of the yeah. calls that were you know controversial on this one were fifty fifty because you have to look at this from an angle, right? And then at the same time you have to decide: Are you using the arm or the shoulder as the offside metric? Because I think if you look at it, I think. Ravellison's arm keeps Vela on side, but I don't think his shoulder is. But I think his shoulder does keep him offside. So I'm kind of just like, how are we gonna look at this? How is the referees gonna look at this? I thought initially, I think the procedure is if it's you know not clear and obvious, you let the play go. But if it is, you just you know make a call right there. And this, this is, is oh man, I wish high. I got. Uh, I wish there was. Where's the ball at? Because I I don't want to be. I don't want. I need a better photo with both <laughs> with um. If you could provide a, a photo, I don't know if JP if you if you sent this. I think yeah, this is that's the only that's the only image of it. Okay, well, I want to say I want to assume because I did see this thing. I want to assume Acosta's kicking the ball yeah. at the same time. Yeah, because uh, I don't want people talking smack and blah blah this and that, which they will. <laughs> to me, I to me, I, look if this is the angle, whatever. To me, this this is the most controversial call. The more controversial call was this one than the last one. Obviously, the last one, I, right? I'm not the referee or whatever. I had to understand the rule. I'm not no rules ask, expert, but to me, I'm surprised they didn't go to VAR or they didn't see or they didn't give an explanation on this one. Look, if you're gonna give an explanation on the final one on the final play, you should also give an explanation on this one. Because this is a playoff type of game. And regardless of who you support, no one, every call that's this close should be looked at because you want to get the call right. We have the technology. There's VAR for a reason. And I just felt that the call was way made way too quick um, by an elite score. You're also talking about Carlos Vela, who, you know, he did miss a sitter. I will say that. But this one went right in. And I don't, to me, it's so hard to, to look the other way and be like, okay, no, this is this is uh, because this was, I think, I believe, I want to say this was in the 20, 27th minute. This happened yes, in the twenty in the in the twenty seventh minute. So that was uh, Chicharito had just scored his goal one the thirteenth minute, twenty seventh minute. Uh, you know, a game could have been one one, yeah. uh, right? Or we're not gonna play. I don't know. I'm gonna play. Yeah, right. If this game would if this goal would have counted, maybe it ends two two. Maybe the Galaxy still wins. Whatever. We don't know. But to me, when it's this close of a uh, angles, this close of a goal. If you can't even look at this at bar, I'm like, come on, I, I var go to bar on this. I, I'm just, I'm just confused. It's Carlos Vela. It's the biggest game of the year thus far. This one should be looked at, even if, even it should look, it should be looked at as, at var. Uh, talk to me, uh, talk to me, JP. How you feeling? No, yeah, I mean, like you said, if you know, pro referees goes out of their way to explain the second call on Twitter, then why don't they draw the lines here and say, oh, this is where Vela's offside? Um, you know, I don't understand if it's that close, why they don't send them to, why do they don't send the ref to VAR for him to look at it and make his decision? You know, humans are bound to make mistakes, but you know, that's why you implement VAR for it to, for the, you know, the ref to go look at it, really dissect the play, really look at this millimetric, um, call, but you know, they don't even go to VAR. They don't send them to VAR. Um, and you know, it, it, I think it shifts the game, the momentum back to, to the galaxy side and, you know takes away the 1-1 and, and the excitement from it. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, this is definitely the call that I think changes the game rather than the 2-2. Two -two. The 2-2, two -two I understand. Um, but this one, this one just hurts. Yeah, I got a, I got a better angle because this this is this yeah. is where the ball is at. There, can we all see that there? Yeah. So he's kicking the ball that I wanted to be as um I don't know what I'm doing, guys. I'm not no rules. You're looking at I'm this just, play I'm more just than the ref did. Huh? You're looking at this play more than the ref did. Oh <laughs> look, this is what we're here to talk about, man. <laughs> Andy, talk to me. How are you feeling about this play? Did they did they get it right or should it should have they gone Navar? I don't know, man. I, Come honestly, on, this is why we bring you honestly, on. Come on, yes, you do know. You have to have an opinion on this. I don't either. Think, they got it right or they didn't. I don't think they got it wrong, honestly. But I do believe that um, that they probably should have looked looked at it because it's it's such a quick play in the moment for for a lineman to make. You know, like JP said, so humans quick. are going to make mistake, and and it's. I mean, even looking at that picture, you can't even tell yes or no. I mean, it's it's a matter of inches. So they probably should have looked at it a little closer. Um, but, you know, we've been talking about VAR since it ever came into the world, and we still don't know how to use it on any level, at any competition, any country. So I'm not surprised by it. Um, I think, like I said, I think it's, a right, it's the right call. But at the end of the day, I don't know who's guarding Vela on this play, and that's the more concerning problem to me. Was it Dupu? I, don't, I can't even tell anymore. I don't know. But... I think Chicharito was in front of him. Oh, well, he wasn't guarding that's, him. That's, so a bad, that's a bad angle to be in. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's uh, we it's it's kind of forgotten that Kellen Acosta is really good at set pieces. I will say that, <laughs> and Carlos Velo was able to get on the back end of it. Um, I think that in the moment of the game, we probably and I think this is what happened. In the moment again, we didn't pay too much attention to it because it was, it, you know, it just kept going. It was like whatever. But after, you know, it's like, oh, you see all these different angles. You know what happened? Because this this is provided by Fox Deportes. I don't know. Yes. I don't know if the the angles are different from just Roger Fox. Because obviously, when you're in the press box, I I just they just happen so fast. So I I saw it, but I saw it, but I I can't get an angle from where I'm at because we're right. we're sitting in the middle of the field. Right, right. But even the replay came too fast. So. When you look at this, I, I, to me, you just even if it's wrong, even even if the, if he's offsides, at least go to VAR. It's an important game and it's an important player. I think that's where they messed up. I, I to me, sure, look, sure, I think sure. that's that like you got to look at it. it. It was it was a close enough call, and I think you just got to look at it. Like if we got this technology, take an extra minute, take an extra two minutes. Um, it's important. It's Carlos Vela. It's LAFC versus LA Galaxy. And I just think, to me, the refs could have done a better job. To, because you can't, to me, when you watch a game or win this game, this important about bragging rights in the city and how big it is, you can't, I don't think, you know, I know some people are going to feel robbery. You can't let fans feel that they're robbed when we have this much technology. That's all I'm going to say. Like, you just can't, we just have this technology. It's available. Even even if once they looked at it, be like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. But if you don't go look at it, then, it, then people are going to feel that they, they 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 get robbed or whatever, but I don't know. Talk to me, Alex. What were your thoughts? I mean, looking just from these angles, man. Like I had to bring my glasses out. My eyes were hurting, squinting. But like, uh, I, I know I've been. I, I made like a TikTok video about you know the the controversy in this one earlier. So I've been looking at the angles of this basically the whole day, and like I I'm just like more convinced that like this play specifically. I think he was more offsides. than he was onside. Even if they went to VAR, I think they would have kept the offsides call because it just. It just it's just too tight. And since the referee already made the original call, they weren't going to change it. And, and overall, I mean, I understand the sentiment of LAFC fans, you know, saying that they were robbed. But I mean, at the same time, LAFC had their chances in this game that they just couldn't capitalize. I agree. So, you know, it's not like this was the only opportunity they had. They had multiple during this game. And that's why I don't agree when, you know, 
they say, oh, we were robbed of this game or, you know, things like that. Because at the same time, you got to consider LFC had their chances in, their, in this game and just couldn't put it away until, you know, that last call at the end of the game was really the one that sparked the, the whole debate online. Yeah, I, you know what? What it's what it's when when you look at that and it's just like, come on, man, it's twenty twenty two. Let's get better technology. You know what? When is MLS gonna gonna force Fox Sports and ESPN to be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, when when it when it when are we gonna get the better angles to every angle? We got we we got them in NBA. We got them in NFL. Understand? I know where MLS is at, but I I would I really now that I'm thinking about it, this is more of a league issue because if you don't give better angles to make it clear. And if we got just a, a a pretty shitty view angle like that, and you know we're here discussing or anything like that, it's 2022. I, the league has to be able to force ESPN or Fox Sports to get more angles, so it's it's not looked at them this way. How you how do you feeling about this, JP? Oh yeah, I mean, like I think Andy said it, VAR does not work anywhere in the world. You know, there's not one league where where we can say this is you know how VAR should be everywhere else. Um, you know, there's always flaws, even in, in the Champions League, you know, there's calls that are missed or calls that don't go to VAR. Um, I think the way that maybe soccer or FIFA can can change this is adding challenges, you know, make the coach throws a, throws a towel or something and they force <laughs> the ref to go to VAR. Um, because some, some calls do go to VAR and then some calls don't. And I think a millimetric play like this should go to VAR regardless. So I think, I, I guess that's my solution. Um, you know, a coach, coaching challenge, which I think the NBA, MLB, and NFL do. So, you know, why not have the biggest sport in the world do it? Um, but, yeah, I mean, VAR stops soccer anyways. The challenge isn't going to be no different. <laughs> they said no challenge. <laughs> uh, I say, I say, what's up? LSU not robbed. Yeah, look, it's to me, it, it's so crazy. It, it's so crazy that, you know, we're, we're looking at, at these and it, and it's just like, um, this is the way the game was. It was just so many different things. But look, Alex is right. LAFC did have their chances, whether they were unlucky or for whatever reason, they weren't able to convert. Or that, look, Vela hit the post. We Nine out of ten times he's going to score that one-on-one. Um, you know, and and then I think Ismail Tashori at the end he had an opportunity and went over the goal. So it's it's just uh, unfortunate events that happens. But which is crazy because it was so much back and forth that happened in the 27th minute and in the 31st minute, uh, Grand Sir gets gets the ball to Sega. Let's go ahead. Edwards will return it. Edwards has sort of popped up on him. Grand Sir hooks it in for a late run. It's two 0 That's cool. JP, you were shaking your head as soon as that went in. Why were you shaking your head? Because it's just so bad. It's just a, such a bad defensive play from LAFC. You cannot let a player chest it, control it in the box, and cross it. And I don't know what Mario does. Just lets it lets it cross go by him. You kick it out. You kick it out. You clear it. There's no way a professional center back just lets the ball go through and does not expect an adversary to come from behind him inside of the box after a corner kick or free kick, whatever the play is off of, you know, there's bound to be a galaxy player in the box. And lo and behold, Koulibaly just runs past Mario. 
So I can't wait till Segura and Fall are the partnership for the rest of the season uh, at the center back for LAFC. You're officially, are you officially done with Mario? Is that I what mean, I'm I've been done with Mario. Andy, <laughs> Gio, we've all known. We've all known. What, don't what talk Mario about Andy's is. boy like that. You know, we've don't, all don't known. Talk about we've Andy's all known like what that. Mario does. How he's done it so far this season. He's he's been fine. You know, he even scored a goal, but. We all know Segura is better as a better option, so I have no problem benching him when Segura comes back. We'll it's have just, to see. We'll, yeah, we'll have to see when that is. Uh, Alex, talk to me. How would you feel after after that Sega goal ball going up two zero? Man, I was just so happy for Sega. He's improved so much this year defensively as a center back, and I think that goal was coming here too. And it's just incredible to see the pure joy on his face. But Grant's here again, just having the. A, a great game. I don't know if he meant to do it on purpose or try to strike it on target, but just gets the ball down, you know, first touch, uh, just turns around, crosses it in there, and then is just right there to make that run and strike it in between Crepo's legs. So that was an incredible play. And then overall, just you see how quickly the momentum changed because as you, we just, you know, finished talking about Vela's offsides uh, call earlier, and now five minutes later, you have this goal. So it was just crazy how this game was flowing. And overall, um, just just better stuff from the Galaxy once they kind of, you know, were, were getting back into the rhythm because they were really comfortable on the ball in the first half when they were in possession. They were able to move it, free flow it. Edwards was a threat down that left-hand side for the entire game. And, you know, he makes that pass uh, to Grants here. He got an assist for that, you know. I don't, I don't know why MLS is counting hockey assists now. But Edwards got the assist uh, on, on the stat sheet. Uh, for on that this one? yeah he did yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he he leads the league with five assists they're counting secondary assists now because vasquez also yeah vasquez also got an assist for that pass man to i feel like i don't even know soccer anymore i'm I, I don't look at like all these referee rules and like my head turning and now this jesus man and he talked yeah, to me Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I'll let you finish. Did you? Yeah, finish? I was just gonna say, just Grants here. This first half was just a workhorse down that left hand side. His yeah. work rate is incredible. I mean, I know Cabral, you know, can be that threat, vertical threat to you know, push the the defensive line forward and you know get him behind. But what Grants here does with that work rate, not giving up on a play, you know, just continuing to combine with Revelison, who I thought you know. He did have a poor game, but I mean, his passes to Grancier, helping him advance and push forward, be more progressive with the ball was really important. And that was the big danger for LAFC. And, you know, you give Grancier some space and he's going to punish you and put a dime for Chicharito or Kulabale. Yeah, I know that was nice. Uh, Andy, talk to me. Have you you given up on Mario like JP has or what what are your thoughts? I wish I had a date that I told you. (laughs) <laughs> when this wasn't going to be a good thing for LAFC because it was whatever I know you know you want to know you want to know when it was what was it I you told me uh the last El Trafico um at Dignity House Sports Park that was because that you I gave you I think we drove together and yeah, that's yeah, when we yeah. talked about it but yeah I, Andy said this whenever the last El Trafico was at Dignity House Sports Park the first one last year um yeah he called it um, I've watched him play for a long time. Like I said, he played uh, on my on my team, the team that I follow in Colombia. I don't think he's. I don't honestly. I didn't think he had a terrible game either. He had some plays that I'm like, man, if it wasn't for him, they he he broke up a few attacking opportunities. But at the end of the day, I feel like he's been so overrated on that LAFC back line. And I get you know the the concept of him being the guy, and and you know obviously under Bob, it's a different story because Bob had his people, but. I, I wouldn't even call it far-fetched to, to think that neither Fall or Moody are going to be the center backs on this team in, like, three months. You have, when you have somebody like Henry in the mix, when Segura gets back, I can see those two easily being LAFC starting center backs. 
And I think, you know, that's up to Sharundalo, but on that play, it's, it's, it's what JP said. I mean, that, that ball can't roll through the box effortlessly no. without anybody even, you know, making a stab at it. One, two, they gave Grant Sir way too much time to even feel that inside and bring it down box, yeah. inside the box. There needs to be a lot more pressure there instantly because you can't let anybody be in the box with that much time. And three for the Galaxy side, it's, it is great. Like Alex, that's the sequel about the score because they need other people to score besides Chicharito. That's been the conversation this whole time. They need more players to score. Maybe they didn't foresee it being a defenseman, but it doesn't matter. It, 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 it helps alleviate that pressure on the Galaxy because up to that point, you're thinking, okay, maybe Chicharito needs to score another one or else LAFC is going to tie this game. And then out of nowhere, it's Grand Serie that scores. I mean, uh, Koulibaly that scores. And like, whoa, like, I didn't expect that to happen. So it was um, – it was – Raheem Edwards game to me, I, I was tweeting about it the whole day. Raheem Edwards, uh, he had the best revenge game I've ever seen live. And I think that to, to that extent, it was funny because, like Alex says, it was such a weird game in terms of control. And you felt like LAFC was in control a bit. And then the, those two goals kind of deflate them. But um, it was it was a tale of two halves, which have really been LAFC games this season where they started kind of slow. Um, un- I don't know, I want to say uncharacteristically, but just, just started slow. And and there's one game you can't start slow. I mean, you're not you shouldn't start any of them slow. But this is the one. Um, the Galaxy have only lost one Grafico that they scored the first goal in, and they've won four out of the five. So um, there's a little stat for the numbers, people. It's it's and when you get a 13 minute goal from Chicharito, and then you get you know whatever minute this was 31 from Kulabali, then you're already way behind. Um, and credit to LAFC, they did a pretty good job fighting back and trying to get back in the game, but. You know, that's that's a massive hit, especially when it's somebody like Koulibaly scoring <laughs> instead of, you know, forward or midfielder. Yeah, I think that that that, that one's that's what stings a little bit more. It's it's not even a, a goal scorer midfield, the defender that doesn't even score. Is this is it has he scored for the Galaxy before, Alex, or is this his first? No, goal? this is his first uh, yeah. goal. I think okay. uh, that he is the sixth player to open their uh, LA Galaxy account versus LAFC. Wow. Well, look, that, there's, uh, this game, everybody is, is opened up for, uh, wakes up for this one. But, yeah, I was surprised it was Koulibaly, too, when when I, when I noticed that and I saw that. I was, I was very surprised. But, yeah, the biggest weakness for LAFC has has been the center backs. And I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you, uh, Andy. I, I think if you're Steve Sharono, there's – I don't know how much how much longer the leash is for Murillo um, because I get he's a physical presence. Uh, at times he will have a, a good games. But we just see this consistency of plays like this that aren't good, that don't benefit LAFC in any way. Look, did did LAFC lose this game because of Mario? Not at all. Not at all. This was this was as, as a team effort they lost. But there's certain moments that we've seen consistently of Mario that you know he made the All Star team last year. Um, but there's just certain things that yeah, you're shaking your head. I don't know how he made it, but. There's just certain things that if you're a solid center back and you're an all-star that you shouldn't be committing, you know, you, you should be able to toe poke this way to a corner kick or something like that. You, you just can't let the ball go across like that and give an opp- opportunity. But with, with a game like this, even though they were down 2-0, I still felt LFC had an opportunity to tie this game or potentially win it because it's El Trafico, it's a derby. They, they, they had an opportunity. Um, Chicho, let's, let's, talk, let's, let's transition over to the second half. Um, I was expecting to see Chicho come in uh, a lot sooner. That that didn't happen. Uh, JP, were you were you surprised that? Uh, let's see what time he came in. Um, sixty six like, minute. I have it right here. Sixty six minute. I mean, 
he should have came on for Ismael. I think that's the no-brainer. Um, I think a lot of people thought that that he should have came on, you know, ever since B-Rod came off. But, yeah, I mean, it kind of makes you start thinking what's really going on with Chicho. You know, he's a newcomer of the year last year. Um, you know, he, yeah, I, he came back in preseason and looked a bit bit big. That sure was a bit too tight on him. So, obviously, like, you know, that's what preseason's for, getting back into shape and everything. But he's he's your guy. You know, he was the guy standing next to Chicharito in the joint team announcement. You know, you're, you're marketing this guy to be big. He's shown that he could be big time. He's carried this team basically all – the second half of last last season, he he's built for this game. Um, bringing him on until the 66th minute when you have to score two goals is just not smart from Dolo. He should have came on in the 60th or 55th minute or even at halftime. You know, it was a tale of this game was a tale of two halves where LAFC dominated the second half, but you still needed a striker and Chicho's that guy that puts the ball in the back of the net. You know, that's why he scored um, and was was in the mix for for you know the end of the game. Yeah, and I I just felt like uh, Vela Vela could have used that help a little bit. Uh, before we go to you, Andy, um, I want to hit up one more point on Samuel Grant, sir. This is this has been going kind of viral, like on Twitter. Uh, Alex, I gotta get your thoughts on this because this is in a very very oh, impressive hustle from um, uh, Grant, sir. Let me see. Give me a second. Yes. Let's, let's go ahead and watch, it and then we'll get your thoughts. That lot was like a thousand miles off sides, huh? So that is obviously that's clearly a grand sir that gets to steal. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know. Maybe maybe well, I don't know if he was outside, but he was outside. There, he was outside. Okay, he was, he was outside. outside. The hustle run from there. Um, I don't. I don't. You don't really see that from Kevin Cabral. What what did you see from that play, uh, uh, Alex? Man, it's just uh, who Samuel Grantier is. He's a hustler. He's a guy with an intense work rate. I mean, you don't really you're not going to see somebody like Kevin Cabral or Douglas Costa do those kind of plays and you know go at a full out sprint trying to you know save uh, a goal. Basically, I mean, there's not many players in any league really who would commit to almost running more than more than half the pitch to go do that. They give up on that play, but Grantier doesn't. And, you know, those are the little things that Greg Vandy's going to see and be like, all right, I'm going to keep you in the starting lineup. Because not only did I have two assists, defensively he was amazing. He was solid. He was a workhorse. He was, you know, um, helping out Julian Araujo or Raheem Edwards, um, you know, kind of be the guy to cover for them sometimes as well when they got forward. So it's great to see. And and honestly, Grantier deserves to be a starter at this point. I mean, I understand you have a DP on the bench, but – I mean, at this point, you have to deal with logically the best for your team. And Grancia right now is just on fire. He's in form right now. And I think this year is going to be a big campaign for him. Uh, when he came to the Galaxy, you know, he, he was going to be this big guy to add some pace to the team, you know, go forward, give some quality services to Chicharito. And last year, he was horrible to start the year. He never got his feet comfortable in MLS. But just now, he's really settling into the league. He's found a groove. And I think he can be the most dangerous player on the Galaxy when it comes to you know, being able to start every single game because he's played every single game for the Galaxy since the beginning of last year. He's appeared with on every single game, whether it be a starter or a substitute. That's extremely impressive. So I think Grancier right now deserves to be a starter, and that play just solidifies my claims. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that. Uh, to me, Grantor has to be a starter for the Galaxy moving forward, especially after having that type of performance in the, in the biggest game of the year thus far. Um, uh, Andy, let's let's talk about Chicho. Uh, guy, you got a comment here. A big group of fans were yelling, were sitting in front of us, screaming Chicho, Chicho, Chicho. Um, what, what were your thoughts? Was it was it what did did uh, Chicho come in a little too late? Was it just right? Uh, what did you think? Uh, did he have enough minutes? What did you think about Chicho's opportunity? I think uh, for Trendolo, it was it was cautious for sure. I think he definitely could have. He got into the game earlier, but the way LAFC was chasing it and, and kind of seemed on top of it was I understand why he would want to keep that that shape on the field, those players on the field. Um, but it goes back to what we talked about in the beginning. I think that uh, coming back into the season, there was a, fit, a, a huge fitness concern. And then there was that mysterious injury, which I still don't believe much in. And we've talked about that on and off air. Um, and I said it earlier, joking around, like, he spent a lot of time in Colombia over the holidays, man, and and I can tell you that that weighs heavy on the body uh, from experience. So I think that there's so much that's made out of this, uh, and it's it's very alarming because you don't expect a player that came into the league that way last year to be somebody that's on the bench, especially when you know he could score in this rivalry in those moments. Um, I think he is their best attacking option at the moment. Period, <laughs> like hands down uh, when you when you factor everything in, but. Sharendalo's not playing him for it has to be for a reason. It has to be because he's not up there yet, fitness wise. Maybe he's seen something. Or something might have happened because I don't know how Chicho doesn't get more minutes exactly. in, the, in the biggest game of this be, year. It has to be something around it besides the fact him just not playing him. But um, I think in, in overall, this this moment is good because you see when he gets on the field how much of the impact he has in that short amount of time, not just with the goal, but in certain movements and certain passes. He's very slick on the ball. Um, just certain things that, you know, it gives a little bit of more energy. And I think vice versa, if Mahala's coming off the bench in that moment, I think you're going to get the same contributions from him as well. So it's it's a it's a tough situation for, for Shrandalo to have because now you're like, okay, going into the game, you're like, I'm not really going to mess with the lineup because we've been winning. We haven't lost the game yet. You know, why mess around so much? But now you finally get this first loss. And I think maybe for him it's a, it's alleviating because maybe for him he could say, all right, I don't want to feel too bad about benching Mahala now, but let me get Chicho the starts and see how he does because it's hard to to have a kid as young as Mahala and be in that situation, you know, score goals, be on top of the game, and then be like, all right, well, you know, it's the biggest one of the biggest games of the season. We're just gonna have you on the bench and then throw Chicho out there. So I know it's a you know, there's a lot of situations that go behind it coaching wise. Like I said earlier, I would have started Chicho given the circumstances, given the situation. But um, you know, the facts are the facts. When you got on, like I said, when you got on the field. He showed up, he scores that goal, and I think that LAFC, A, needs people that are going to score, which is obviously him, and B, as Sharondalo has said throughout the season already, he's such a good passer, and I think that that is a, a missing aspect of, I think as JP said, it's something that could help Vela a lot, where you're, you're having somebody else that could make these passes and filter the ball, and you're not relying solely on the midfield, because like you see in this game, when the midfield gets blown up, then LAFC is kind of looking around and seeing, hey, where is this production coming from? So I think Chincho serves a lot of functions or can serve a lot of functions for this team, not just be the striker, not just be the goal scorer. Um, and I think that uh, sooner or later he's going to have to start getting those starts because he's going to start getting in his own head. And, you know, a player of that caliber would not be 
easy to walk away from from LA if he's having options and and you know looks at other teams if he's not getting the playing time that he deserves. So um, like I said, it's a tough situation, but I think he'll get it back in the mix soon, and it'll be what we expect from him. He's gonna score. He's gonna do what he does. And like you guys said, man, he's like he's the guy. He's the one that they marketed all last year when Vela was you know MIA and and staying quiet. Chicho was like the future, the one that everybody loves. His little signature situation, um, celebration thing. So it's like all those things factor in to like fans are going to always call for him because they like to do it. And he's always shown that he can play well. And, you know, it's just that the, it, the magnitude of this loss is so much bigger than any other loss for them. So it's going to, it's going to bring those conversations to the forefront a little faster, but I think, I think he'll be all right moving forward. Yeah. Let, let's go. Palacios wanted a quick throw. Didn't have any options. Now he's got Vela in there. Vela trying to turn the corner on the Ball knocked it down. The rebound is in from Arango. 11 minutes plus stoppage time. LAFC are on the board and they're going away. So obviously we see it there talking about Chicho. To me, I, I'm just surprised with everything you said. To me, he's just the bigger, the biggest threat that, that, that they had on the bench. Um, and to me, I think like you can still play him. I know you, maybe they don't want to switch the formation, but you can still play a 4-2-3-1 four, four, um, with Chicho up top. Maybe for whatever reason, maybe Shrondo doesn't doesn't want to play that. But at the end of the day, the, a player of this magnitude has to get more minutes. And if he's not getting more minutes, I think there needs to be an explanation of why a player that was so important to this team last year, that carried this team last year and put the team on their back is not getting these minutes in the biggest game of the year. That to me is just, is just surprising um, because he comes in, he, he gets the goal. He's, he's very effective on um, maybe, I don't know. The only thing I can assume maybe Dola was, was sticking to the game plan and just, just different things, you know, it's just, but to me, I, you're right. I can't see Chicho staying on the bench for, for any for any longer without without an explanation, you know, because it's just it's just going to make fans irritated. A lot more questions are going to happen, um, you know. And you you see a guy that's hungry and wants to play and loves loves playing uh, for Los Angeles. But I just feel like when Chicho's there, it's more of a threat that you can't just zone. And for whatever, I, I love Mahal. He has a great game. Uh, he he's had great games, but I think in this game he struggled. Uh, he wasn't able to be as effective as, as we typically see him. Um, maybe that's cultural credit to, to LA Galaxy and the job they did on him. But, but yeah, I think once Chicho and Blessing, who also came in, both of them, uh, both of them scored whether even though he, he was called later, called offsides, um, they had a really good impact and potentially, you know, you, you can look at it, especially when LAFC doesn't, you know, get it a positive result. Every, every decision and everything like that is dissected a little bit more. Uh, and talked about because they're LAFC when it comes up top there, they, they have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to offensive talent. If we're going to be honest, Chicho, Ishmael, Brian Rodriguez, you know, Mahala, obviously Carlos Vela, all these players, there's, there's just so much talent there and so much depth that I was just surprised that they, he wasn't able to come on a little sooner, a little quicker on this type of magnitude. Um, maybe Dolo saw the game different. He had a different game plan or anything like that, but I think that's what, I keep seeing online, and I'm myself. I'm I'm more surprised that uh, Chicho just didn't get more and more of those minutes. Um, let, let's 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 talk about uh, on the LA Galaxy side. Um, Chicharito, it was in the 75th minute. He asked for a sub. He was pretty gas. Samuel Samuel Granser was gas. Uh, Alex, when Chicharito went out, I, I thought and and Chicho Arango scored this goal. I really felt like. LAFC had an opportunity because Galaxy were starting to, were starting to go back. How, how did you see it once Chicharito went off? 
No, yeah, I saw it. Uh, I, I guess the same way because, you know, LAFC were getting their momentum. They were really stopping the Galaxy from advancing the ball. And again, there were so many moments during this game where the Galaxy just could not build out of the bag. They couldn't get out. LFC's press was just so much for Revelston. I mean, he just had a horrific game when it comes to him playing out of the back and trying to, you know, advance the ball forward as an eight. And these are the moments where you recognize how important Mark Delgado is for this team because his one-touch passing ability, able to understand and read the spaces, able to get the ball moving forward, being progressive with the ball, having, you know, great passes as well. You know, you miss that today at that game. And Calvin Leardam did good. You know, I'm going to give him his props. He put out a good shift at both as a six and as a right back once Julian Rajo came off the pitch. So, you know, he was a great guy defensively. But Marky Delgado, man, the Galaxy would have been in a way more comfortable position if he was playing this game. Just the way he's able to control in midfield and dictate the tempo is something they were really missing um, from this team. And once, you know, Chicharito and, and Grancier went off, you know, two of the goal contributors for the game, you know, you felt that LAFC had everything going for them. They had, you know, fresh legs in Arango and a Blessing coming in, and they were continuing to pile up pressure. I mean, they still had Bell on the pitch, and, you know, he's capable of moments of magic whenever. So I think if you were watching as a Galaxy fan for the last 15 minutes, you were extremely nervous because it felt so much like the pressure was just going to burst at some point and there was going to be a goal. LAFC were going to tie, possibly maybe even come back and win this. We've seen wild things in this matchup before so it was really really you know hard to watch and see the galaxy just struggle to do basic things like i mentioned playing out of the back you know they couldn't really give douglas costa the ball so many times because just the way that he attracts the gravity of the lac defenders gave him almost no space and you know cabral just you know he had a chance later in the game that he could have finished you know but he just was indecisive for a bit too long and overall, this Galaxy team were really lucky to come out with a win, in my opinion. They, they Just those last 30 minutes were not good football. And like I mentioned, you missed Marky Delgado in this game. And, you know, if you're a Galaxy fan who follows pretty closely, this game shows you how important Mark Delgado is for the team. Yeah. Uh, JP, I'm going to go to you. Are you surprised that LAFC wasn't able to capitalize a little bit more? Because it was very clear that the Galaxy were struggling playing off the back. I mean, that's one thing. They had opportunities to, to steal the ball and, and take it from them, but... For whatever reason, LAFC wasn't able to convert on those opportunities. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think LAFC had control of the game. Um, they had quality chances. Bella hits the post. His Meltajuri hits Latif Blessing um, in his own shot. Um, you know, they had chances. Um, Vela was caught off sides so many times on breakaways. You know, maybe if he was two steps back um, or hold, held his run a bit, you know, he would have been one-on-one -on -one more chances. So um, I think LAFC, you know, shot themselves in the foot this game, defensive mistakes, um, lack of, of putting the ball away, um, really got to them. Um, and that's why they lost the game ultimately. Yeah. Andy, what, what, are, your th what are your thoughts? Let me get your thoughts on this on LAC, you know, being, being able to convert on those opportunities where galaxies uh, appear to be struggling. Yeah, no, I agree. I actually tweeted that during those last, I guess, half hour or whatever it was that LAFC was really just pressuring. I was like, this high press reminds me of Bob Bradley and, and the ability to not score also reminds me of Bob Bradley because it's 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 crazy how they were so on top of the game. And in those moments, you know, Vanny was like, oh, we just have to hang on. Like at this point, we can't really do much else besides hope for a, a breakaway, um, you know, a, a counterattack and then maybe get an opportunity, which I think they did get one. That was that was pretty close and then ended up in nothing. But um, yeah, LAFC, they pushed up forward. They They were really on it. And and like I said earlier, that's credit to, to Sharundalo being able to, to kind of make a few adjustments and, and settle the team down, although they were down 
you know, two goals most of the game and then only one goal for those last, to say, 12 minutes or so. But they knew they were going to get a lot of time uh, for stoppage time. So I think they were a little calm with that. And and that kind of alleviated a little bit of that pressure. And they were I mean, some of those I think on that play that they that they scored the equalizer, you it, it's such a like free flowing play that it's like it's yeah. It's, well, it's, let's it's, look, let's look at it. Let's look at it because okay. you, you, you let's look at it. <laughs> Okay. This when this goal went in, the stadium was quiet. I I because I was I, I came down and I watched the game with my brother at, 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 at in the corner. And when that goal went in, obviously it's obviously full of Galaxy fans and everything. It was just quiet. LFC had tied it. It was 2-2. It was like, what, the 90? They eight minutes for extra time. It was just crazy that the LFC tied it, but they were knocking on the door, so I was not surprised. I didn't get to see uh, the replay. I don't think they showed it in the stadium. Uh, you know, so it was tough for me because I didn't know what was going, what was going on. I just saw LFC uh, celebrating, and I'm like, all right, that's pretty much the game. I'm a, I was like assuming that that was that was going to be the game over, and then the next thing you know, you see the ref there. Um, they go to VAR. Uh, I, to me, anytime a, a call goes to VAR, it, most of the time it, get, it gets overturned. I'm not saying this is the reason, but let, let's bring up the explanation um, from pro referees. This is what they tweeted. Um, look, I'm not no rules expert and stuff like that. So we're just going to go off of this. Someone's like, read rule 100 and this and that, blah, blah. Look, this is the explanation. And, like, I, I'm not – I don't know how this works. So pretty much it said, look, two blessing goals for LSU was disallowed on Saturday because teammate Mamadou Fa was offside in the buildup. Um, see how MLS VAR rectified a clear, obvious error uh, in a critical match situation. So this is it. We can play it there. He's going to play it. And he's right here, right here. Yeah, so he's, there, yeah and then the guy, and the guy that's offside, he's gonna come back and play the ball. He's gonna deflect off the right player, but he yes, doesn't play, so yes. it's a deflection, right? Correct. And I still have offside. Yeah. Correct. Offside is my decision. There's no nothing yeah, else. The, Perfect. Yeah, right, the other thing doesn't matter. Offside is the decision. Yeah. Good job, Chris. Good job. So they're saying they're saying Mabudu fall is offside. Look, I'm not smart enough to to I'm I'm gonna turn this down to understand. Initially, me I thought Latif um because he touched it, he was it was going to him or whatever. But supposedly because he wasn't playing it and the ball was playing to him, Mabudu fall was offsides. JP, talk to me. How do you feel about this play? How? Um, what were I understand thoughts? the rule. I understand the rule. But at the same time, it makes you question because the Pui extends his arm. So that's a deliberate act that he wants to play the ball. So then I don't think it should count as a deflection if the player deliberately goes to the ball. Uh, but then again, when Mamadou Fall centers it again. It hits Dupuy again. So I don't know if that move is deliberate, if the second touch is deliberate, which should play him onside. But, you know, this one is less controversial because, you know, he was onside and then Yuffie Fulu says the play, the, the opposition needs to literally play it back or intentionally play it to you accidentally. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I still think Velas was the one that 
you know, shifted the game's momentum and should be really hammered on. But, you know, Vela had a chance, Tajuri had a chance. You can't really, you know, rely on the on the referee to save you on the last play of the game uh, when you're at LAFC. Yeah, you, you definitely can't uh, do that. And, I and look, I appreciate the 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 explanation and it's good to hear the the conversation i think this is the first time we've i've seen it from mls where they share their conversation and it's on twitter and they share their explanation i think me moving forward i'm gonna want to watch that video watch those videos if there's another controversial call moving forward um i didn't know about this role look things change andy what were your thoughts uh, about this this call on the video and everything that they explained i don't i thought it was very overblown i saw it a few times it's the right call to me offside. I think the rule is what it is. Uh, there's definitely argument to be made, but um, I think that I think that's why it was very quick when he went to the to the video and he was like, "All right, that's the call. We're gonna make that." And and that's that. I thought that um, in the moment, obviously, it all gets blown up, you know, crazy because of the circumstances and deep into stoppage time and whatnot. But 100% the right call to me. I think that's what we were talking about the battle of our in, in the beginning of the show with the Vela situation this is the good part about var that mm -hmm. you know you talk about how many times they may be misses and you know sharundalo raheem Ilya sanchez everybody that spoke after the game basically said the same thing sometimes it's great sometimes it's not i'd rather it be that that you at least have an opportunity for a, a, a play of that magnitude in that moment to really take a look at it and, and not decide a game on a mistake or on a bad call now you could you could slice that whatever way you want and say, oh, well, it was because Fela's goal should have been allowed or whatever. But at least you have the opportunity to look at that in that moment and, and see that that was that was the right call there. Um, so I'm, I, I will, I'm not making anything of that that play of that moment. I think he got it right. And uh, unfortunate because, man, it was it was it was kind of fun to see them get that equalizer that late. Uh, sorry to the Galaxy fans, but that was like it was it was textbook. Uh, what we know El Tráfico to be for them yeah. to score that equal. And I think everybody kind of felt it coming at some point because they're like, yo, just just blow the whistle. And I said in the press box, <laughs> just like, eight, minutes, eight minutes honestly wasn't even enough time to me. Because eight like, minutes? You didn't think that was enough time? I thought that was more than enough time. Down. So much. There was so much stoppage in that second half. It was just like, it was ridiculous. And and I, I'll say this part. Oh, so you said that you feel like there should have been more. I feel like there, there should have been more stoppage time. Like honestly. how much? I was I was thinking like towards ten. I've seen situations. Okay, ref Andy. Okay, yeah, ref Andy. It's, it's been it, you know, it was, and it was funny because then obviously it gets dragged on even longer. And like they score the goal. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I thought it was the funniest thing of the game. Sharon the little ran like ten yards onto the field and started celebrating. It was like going crazy on the field. I've never seen Bob Riley celebrate <laughs> passionately, passionately in my life. So Ooh. that's first first time coach. But that but then. He the ref came over and, and carded him. That's why he got the yellow oh, on the bench. Damn. That was before. That was before he went over to the VAR. Like he was like, I right, gave the yellow, and then he went back to the middle. Then he went to the VAR. So it's just funny little moments in in, in this rivalry that play out certain ways. But um, you know, it's gonna be the same story at the end of the day. Well, to me, it's, it's well. Like that feels even that that has so that feels even worse because you already celebrated and it ha sure. it took so long. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like I, that has to sting a lot more because yeah, you know, no, it does. And, and that's what I was going to say, like, in, in like we, you know, we talked to these players and these coaches prior to, the, you know, leading into the week and they want to say, oh, it's just another game and, and, you know, things like that. It's not just another game. And we know how much game. these games mean to the fans, to the coaches, to the players when you see those reactions. And it's just funny because that would have somehow, some way felt like a win to LAFC, right? 
And yeah. even if they would have scored the equalizer, they still would have never won a game in Carson. So I'm like, they're just little parts of this. The moment, the moment is just so funny, but it, it, it comes down to that same story. It's like, yo, this, and we've been talking about this since 2019. Like, there's big games that we've seen LAFC play and not been up for the moment. And whether or not, you know, they, they dominate these games in possession and style of play the way they want to, I think Greg Vinny put it the best way. Like, sometimes you just got to win these games. It doesn't matter how you do it. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's pretty. It doesn't matter if it's ugly. Like, people are complaining there's too many yellow cards. That's what rivalry games are about. And yeah. I think that until we see LAFC get over these times, and we said it, Portland was their only test so far this season. This was their second test, and obviously they didn't pass it. But it's a great thing for this to happen to this LAFC team at this point because it's going to you know help them so much going forward. Actually, like, yeah. that's a hell of a win right there, man. Yeah, no, I would agree. Uh, Alex, talk to me. How do you feel once, once obviously the, the the call was correct and everything like that? The stadium. I know you. I know you saw and probably felt the same thing I did. I was like, this is a tie. Emotion turned, and then as soon as the ref called the uh, uh, Dignity Hill Sports Park erupted, and then I had like a fan tell me it was just like, "Told you, Gio, told you." And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't see it. I didn't. I don't even know what happened. I just know they scored. You know. But but how did you live this, Alex? Yeah, it was, it was definitely an adventure of like two minutes because you're sitting there and, you know, I, I was expecting this to come because LFC just kept pressuring on the Galaxy for like 20 minutes and it finally happened. They tied the game. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, the ref has the his listening into his uh, earpiece and stuff. And usually when that happens for longer than like 15 seconds and yeah something's up they're checking something and then you know they go to VAR everybody's anticipating you know the biggest decision of the game and then once it's called offside you just hear a gigantic roar from where I was sitting it was extremely loud everybody was celebrating and it, it was crazy because you also got to see the reaction from LAFC side you saw you know some of the players crowd the ref you saw uh the coaching staff of LAFC after the game you know get close to the refs as well. And it was just chaotic. Um, but that's El Trafico. It's just chaotic. It's what these games are. That's what they've always been. And that's what they always will be. So it was it was lots of fun. I think the referees got the right call. Uh, definitely very confusing. Um, luckily, they released that video and it really helped everything. Everyone yeah. kind of understand a bit the thinking and what went through that process and making that decision. But overall, it was just like, so much fun because I don't think we've had an El Trafico game come down to VAR at some yeah. point. So this is kind of the first time it was experienced. And holy cow, was it like – it was super controversial. Like, it was crazy, man. Like, I haven't – I've been to games where it comes down to a play, whether it be a penalty like Sasha Kleshin's penalty last year against Portland. But this one in El Trafico, this, a big game early in the year, it was huge, man. And – Wow, I, I'm just smiling thinking about it, man. It's just so much fun. <laughs> you won't, I, know, I was I was you. nervous, anxious, excited, all oh, these yeah. emotions in one like one and a half minutes. So definitely a, a crazy trip. You know, it's crazy. And the people that were like uh, next to my brother and me, they were just like, see, they were like LFE fans, like cheering and blah, blah. Like, I was like, that's it. They tied it. It was, it. I mean, I was like, LAC deserved the tie. They were pushing. And then as soon as they, they did it, and then I, the the tide had turned it was that emotion that quick from zero to 100 is what these games bring bring out and that's why I, to me they're the best and i i just cannot wait till the next time lafc and LA galaxy face each other because it's gonna their lafc players 
head coaches are going to remember this. You know, obviously, it's it's not it's not a good way to lose a game or you know to go home because it's going to be as this thing. This this game definitely, out of all of them, I think is the one that definitely stings the most because of everything that happened. But what I will say that it's in the beginning. VAR just has to be consistent all the way through. I still think Carlos Vela's goal that was disallowed, even though he missed a sitter, should have been uh, looked through, and it should just be consistent all the way throughout. Maybe this is part of the growing pains within the MLS. Um, but nevertheless, like El, El Trafico delivered uh, um, emotions, fans, everything like that. JP, uh, how you feeling? I know you haven't said much, but how you feeling? Talk to me. I mean, we're still first in the West. I mean, what is that going to complain about? <laughs> we're above We're above the Galaxy. We're above Andy's Austin FC. I mean, I'm chilling. <laughs> <laughs> Candies don't mean nothing, really, for being oh, honest. Man. They don't mean anything. They don't I mean, mean anything? We're... we're uh, well, We'll talk at the end of the season. Uh, LAFC at the end of the season, yes, but right now it does not matter. LAFC have won the only playoff match between these two, have the biggest win um, in this match, so I'm okay. I'll live. It's just a game. <laughs> take your, make Calm your down. Mouth, you start, you start, you're starting to sound like he's these LAFC, it. LA Galaxy players. It's just a game. It's just, mm-hmm. And then once the game starts, it's not just yeah. a game. It's... it's a Mickey Mouse game that they played. In Orlando. It, 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 this, man, this game was insane. This Andy Slatton's career is not Mickey Mouse. That's all I'll say. <laughs> well, he's still playing. Well, actually, he's still playing in Europe. So, Look, hey, I mean, Edwards, man, I'll say that much, man. Say again. It's a salute to Rikim Edwards, the only player in El Tráfico has played man, for both such sides. a baller. Such for the team yeah, that let him go. Nah, Nico, Nico was the first. He didn't oh, yeah, play. Nico was he didn't, a boss. He, oh, he, he didn't play. He didn't play for LAC in the in the Tráfico. He was. I think uh, he was just like a reserve or something. Yeah, I don't think he, was he a reserve, but he didn't actually get in the game, though. Yeah, I don't think he got in the game. So Raheem Edwards is technically like the first player to play. Yeah, the first one to wear both jerseys and play. And, yeah, and, and the funny thing about that too is we. I, I forgot to mention it. He said because he obviously spoke after the game, unlike some players that should be speaking after the games. Um, he said that. Call he him out, Andy. Call him out. He said that he knew that handle. goal was offside because he was uh, – Mamadou was the one that was behind him. And, and they asked him. He's like, oh, 100%. As soon as I saw him score, I knew that, that that was offside. And I was like, man, like Raheem's just throwing salt in the wound. Like on top of the fact that they already got this dub, he's like, yeah, yeah I already knew that. And, and then he put that – then he put the Instagram post out. I'm like, I'm here for the petty, man. I'm here for the petty. Yo, I'm yo, yo, yo. What, what Instagram post did he, did he put? I didn't I didn't. Basically just put like a picture of him was like L.A. and then put the colors like the – like the Yeah, colors. blue, white, and gold hearts, I think. Oh. No, nah, like, the best – the, 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 the – if you want to talk – I think Jonathan Bond, he had some more. Just let's see where it's at. Oh, yeah, Jonathan Bond. I saw that. But Jonathan. this is where I, I was going to say this too. Like in terms of quality, like that that goal that, that Vela missed, that's that's big on Bondi because he, he closed the angle really well. But like – do you think that Chicharito misses that the opposite way if he's going against Max? Highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. Really? You're going to get like that? I don't know. Yeah, I I think... it because there's also a conversation to be had that this may they have come been in here. his last Tráfico. And, and you can't yeah, look over that. Yeah. It may have been his last one. You never know. Like, he's out of contract before the next one is. So That's true. It's in June. Think about think about Let's talk about that real quick. Uh, we've seen enough from Carlos Vela. I think... If Vela wants to stay, obviously there, there's there's interest there. But I, I, I to me, if LAFC doesn't re-sign Carlos Vela, I don't know how far they're gonna go because they're gonna have to get two DPs. I said know? it before. I think it's a their best their best option moving forward is to, is to say thank you for everything, peace. And, really? And, yeah, I've, I've said this. at the half of the season. You won't even extend them like even like a six more months before this year even started. I was like, yo, this this is I I've I've seen enough from. 
there's so much that goes behind Vela, and it's 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 sucks to even talk about the personal, but just the way certain things get handled, it's like I don't care if you're like, oh, he's not a person that talks to the media, certain things, this and that. Like that's annoying. Is, is that not, what you're saying? He's not there, and 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 that weighs heavy on fans. I'm sure that weighs heavy on players. Like I'm sure he's a great guy internally in the locker room, a jokester from what I know, from what I've heard. But it's like the perfect uh, thing to me was in the beginning of the game. He's over here bouncing the ball like it's a basketball. Carito's on the on the ground praying, and I'm like, yo, this is like the perfect moment to see how different these two people are. And it's the I perfect that, juxtaposition. Yeah, it is, and I think that his positioning at this point is like he basically said it. If I leave, nobody's going to die. Nobody's going to cry. I don't care. If I stay, cool. Like, I think, sure, I think LAC will be great with him. And, you know, we know he's a great player. But, like, I think if they're smart, they already have things in motion because they know that this may be a potential option. I know people are saying, oh, we could keep him, and that's their their best way. But I think that ship sailed. I think that ship sailed at the end of last season. I saw enough for me that I think uh, that – that, that's that's it i think you know it, it is what it is 2019 was a great year but i don't i don't see it i don't see if they string this along right this year and they end up not winning the cup it's going to feel like more of a wasted effort again and and we've said that it's been mls cup or buzz for lafc for the past few years and they've ended up in the same situation every time so i i love i i think he's a solid player but all it takes is one little injury all it takes is, you know, certain moments and he's disconnected in games. And and I think that there's enough of a sample size to say, hey, if we move forward, they have to think about the future eventually. It's the same thing with Bob Bradley. They had to think about that eventually. They knew that contract was going to end. They knew they were going to get at a crossroads. So, but Vela, I think, the only I do thing think I was they keep, you know, the I, 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 I think those are keep, strong words there. I've been saying this since the end of last year. I've been saying I literally wrote about no, this. No, 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 I know, but I, but I just though, but they're they're in the first though, like right? I for sure, for sure. I see, I see your point. I, I don't think there's nothing wrong if you give them six months. I think no, maybe I think the negotiation. I think, I think, I think the them. negotiations are yeah. long term. That's that's what's maybe the holdup because Cavella yeah. maybe like y'all want two or three years commitment guaranteed. I think that's the that may be the holdup. I'm assuming here. I I don't got no insider information. I'm just right, assuming right. here that may be the holdup. But when I look at this LAFC team, their first obviously they lost against Galaxy, but there there's just so much. Um, so much that we've seen so far of Ella six games. Was it six games in? I think six games in that they're in first place. They're rolling. Um, that he holds a little bit more of the cards. I get. I get what you're saying. That his personality. That I don't really think that affects LAFC. Um, affects us more than media because we we see two different sides. We see Chicharito, who's all about his teens, vocal on Instagram. And we see, you know, Vela, who's just to himself, doesn't want to talk to the media in the biggest game of the week, which I think he should have talked this week. But I, I've I've been used to that from LAFC. That's that's also on LAFC's fault. They they don't want to bring him out. They don't they, they don't and the and the league. I I would put the league above LAFC for not holding LAFC accountable for that. But like I don't understand if you if if you're the MLS, you don't have Carlos Vela. Not just I think he did an interview with BR football, but they didn't talk just to to the to the to about you know the goal, what socks yeah, he was right, wearing, right. what shorts he was wearing, what did he oh, eat for breakfast that day, and for that amazing goal, it just it's just a disservice to to the league and all the media members like us that cover the team consistently, and that's just on LAFC and the and the MLS like that's just on them, but I I really don't think Vela's personality is affecting the locker room. I just nah, I don't don't, I don't see that. No, nah, I, I don't think I don't think I don't think it does. But at the end of the day, him being there in in that in that predicament does affect the team 100. 
him whether being he's going to stay or not. Exactly. Him being there and them not knowing, will he be here in four months? A hundred percent affects the team. Because if that's the case, then why is somebody like Chukarango sitting on the bench when you know that he's going to get thrusted into a position or Tajori Shadi is going to get thrusted into a position instantly until they Look, figure out how they're going to replace I, him? I feel you so bringing up a big deal. You're bringing up a lot of great points, uh, and I and I and look, maybe two months from now, if he does leave, then we'll replay back this conversation. To me, right now, there's no, um, there's no, no, no. I'm being honest. There's no, there's nothing that I, I don't see any friction. No, no, the, I don't think, no, I'm not saying there's friction. I'm just saying there's it's it's a it's a thing of of how you fill this gap. Like if he's there, he's there, right? And I know every player there probably wants to, him to stay there for the whole year. They want to play with Carlos Vela. They want to win a championship with him. All I'm saying is that from a team standpoint, from a coach's standpoint, moving forward, you have to factor in, is he going to be here? And if they haven't figured that out now, something that they've been trying to talk about since last year, if they still haven't been able to get an answer, then that for sure affects the team in terms of, like I said, quality, in terms of people getting minutes, in terms of camaraderie. Because if he just packs up and says, all right, peace, yeah. you know, at the end of June, then they're in the middle of the season. It doesn't matter if they're in first I agree. Place. I, I agree with you on that. The season without their star player, and it's like, yo, that's a big deal. So I think I agree. I, I think with Bob, they need to make these decisions faster, bro. That's what it comes down to. I, I agree with you. Know, I'm with you. They definitely either if they're gonna sign Vela, they need to sign him now. I, I, the the sooner the better. The, the, I don't they know what they need. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't negotiate. I, I'm with you though. The the longer it, it takes to to like, if they don't resign Vela, Vela doesn't stay. Everything you just say will probably come true. Will will probably come true. Vela, there's going to be some animosity there, and this and that. JP, let me talk to you. Do you, do you want Vela to? Re, do you want to resign Vela? Give that man his money. Nah, but no, nah, but Andy brings <laughs> up a great point. Um, I think they need to they need to get that contract sorted out this month. You know, if he's going to stay, he's going to stay. If he's going to leave, he can leave. Um, you know, nothing's going to happen. LFC is going to still be LFC. Um, I don't think the Dolo's playing style is you know built upon Vela. Um, you know, if they have a guy, you know, by the likes of Ishko already, you know, signed, if Vela doesn't re-sign, then fine. That's a perfect replacement, you know. Um, JT should have at least plan A and B if Vela leaves. You know, there's a report that Axel, Axel Witzel from Dortmund, you know, is, is interested or LA teams are interested in him. You know, LAFC still have an open DP slot regardless, you know. Like if Vela leaves or goes, they're still open DP slot. So they can bring somebody in. Um, to help Vela, um, I ultimately think Vela just wants more money and tries gonna, you know, rack up a bit more stats on his favor to to get that the money he wants. But you know, like Andy says, um, it's gonna end up being a problem in the locker room, in the back of people, the players, and the coaches' mind. Is he gonna stay or is he gonna leave by June? So if they get it sorted out sooner, then that's better for the team. But you know, I don't, I, I'd keep him for this season, the next season. You know. Yeah, I, I, I just, I. Well, we'll just see. I think Vela wants uh, after you see Lorenzo and Zion signed for what fourteen million a year. I think Vela's eyes are definitely perking. Be like, yo, I live in LA. Uh, you know, we got money out here. I wouldn't be surprised if we wanted more. Alex, talk to me about Chicharito's his final year in his contract. How are you feeling? Would you resign him? Would you do it now? What are your thoughts? Um, I don't know really because I'd wait till the end of the year. Because for me, at the start of the season, I was in the camp where I'm like, I wouldn't you know, pick up Chicharito's player option. And I know that's really controversial and stuff like that. And I know, you know, he's really kind of, I guess, building himself into being an idol by LA Galaxy fans. But I mean, I'm more worried about Dejan Jovalich's growth in his game. And I think the entire idea of acquiring Jovalich last summer was, this is the guy after Chicharito because 
when they got him, he was easily the guy you're going to plug in because Javier was dealing with an injury. And, you know, older players, they deal with injuries more often. And I think the idea from the front office, from Greg Vanny, was like, hey, once you trade those contracts up, this is going to be our guy moving forward. They signed him to an under-22 contract for four and a half years. So he is their future, undoubtedly. I want Jovalich to get minutes in MLS. I want him to, you know, really set his feet well in major league soccer i want him to really you know get used to playing with Grancier, cabral douglas costa i don't want him coming in with 10 five minutes left to go where he's just barely <laughs> dipping his feet into the game i want him to get comfortable in this league because i think this kid has a high ceiling he scored lots of goals in the austrian bundesliga the same league where erling Haaland came from in salzburg you know so i i'm just here thinking like you got to utilize this kid and you know if you're going to sign chicharito i'm i'm okay if you pick it up but I want this kid to get minutes because I think he's really special. I really like his attitude, the way he plays, his work rate as well. I really like what he does on the pitch. And if Chicharito and Jovalich just can't, you know, play together because they have such similar play styles, because according to Greg Vanny, that's why they're not playing so often, then you're going to have to decide, okay, are we going to stick with Chicharito and hope that, you know, he continues to produce, that he continues to stay fit, not deal with injuries, or are we going to, you know, use this kid that we signed for a good amount of time I mean, they still have Douglas Costa on the team. He can be that provider for for um, for Jovalich. So I'm just up in the air on, on that question because if he if Chicharito does you know amazing, he's healthy all year, scores goals, leads Galaxy to playoffs, a deep playoff run, then it's a no brainer you're gonna pick him up for one more year. But at the same time, in the back of my head, I want Jovalich to get minutes because this kid I think can really light up MLS. And last year, El Travico scored two goals, and you you never heard a peep from him again after that game because that the game afterwards is when Chicharito returned uh, after his injury. So I'm really conflicted on that question, but again, I'm going to wait till the end of the year to really evaluate it and talk about it more. Yeah. With the benefit you have to the end of the year, LAFC have a couple more months. And to me, you make a great point on Jovic because I I asked Greg Vanny that I think I asked him that question because it was like, uh, look, if they have two similar play styles, you can't play them on a four, four, two because that changes the formation or, or whatever. And then, and then to me, it's like I don't, I don't know where Jovalich fits in if we re-sign Chicharito because is he really going to be a ten-minute player when he's shown when this team sometimes not this game but shown that they depend too much on Chicharito and you have another player that could potentially add. add I think Jovalich could be a ten-goal score, ten-plus goal game if he gets enough minutes uh, or enough games as well. But it, it just gets it gets it gets uh, uh, difficult. Um, and yeah, and on Chicharito, yeah, if he keeps doing what he's doing, then yeah, it's gonna be a no-brainer. But there's there's so much uh, so much going on. We'll see what happens these next couple months because the next time these two face off, what is it, July, July eighth, yeah, July eighth at, at the Bank of California Stadium. So that game's definitely gonna be interesting. Definitely gonna be, and we'll have to see if uh, Carlos Vela is still with the team or not. Um, and then we'll see. There's a U.S. Open Cup, so we're gonna see players like Open Cup. Yep. play. We're gonna see make a good point. rotations in LAFC. So I think with that coming up, it's gonna be better for both coaches to assess like, uh, who's gonna be our, you know, our guys moving forward. Because for LAFC, I, like I said earlier, I can see the the back line being totally different in two or three months than what it is right now. Yeah, because if you win Open Open Cup, that you, that still gives you a bid for uh, Concacaf, right? The Champions League. What is it? Is is a is a U.S. Open Cup uh, supporter shield and what's the other one? Isn't there three? No. MLS Cup. Yeah, MLS Cup. Yeah, oh. MLS Cup. MLS yeah. Cup. So if you win U.S. Open Cup, uh, supporter shield, uh, and then the MLS Cup. Yeah, and then, then usually get... the other uh, Champions League club is like the 
Canadian Cup winner, and that's usually you know Toronto, Montreal. So yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But uh, no, guys, I think I think it was a it was a great show. Uh, uh, thank you for everybody uh, tuning into the to the chat. Uh, great conversation. Uh, uh, I hope we answered all you guys' questions. Everything that happened. Andy brings up some great points. Alex brought up some great points, and JP did as well. So for all of us here, that's going to wrap things up, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you.